We are back for another episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. My name is Ryan Janke. I'm joined by Corey Litton. How's it going? Oh, oh, it's going. Actually, I'm not going to lie. It's going miserably because I'm a Broncos fan and they laid an absolute egg last night. I know this is racing, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm beside myself this morning. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I'm both a Jets and a Vikings fan, so I'm kind of in the middle right now. You know, I never can be totally happy. <laughs> well, thankfully, we're not going to talk about football because uh, but, but, I mean, the Vikings depresses me. But the Vikings did beat the, the Packers, and how can you yeah. not love that? <laughs> yeah, the, I suppose the only thing that would have been better is if it was in Green Bay, but... But uh, yeah, no, what they're gonna play in December? They usually play in December uh, out there. So I'm I'm not sure. I I have enough I have enough issues being a Broncos fan right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Keep and, up with the Vikings. <laughs> but you're starting to heal up, and you're getting better. Yeah, well, you're, that's true. You're getting more mobile. mobile. I am I, I am getting more mobile. I love it. Uh, t- uh, today is. Tuesday, let's see, I think uh, nine days, but who's counting until this boot comes off? So, Are you going to kick it off? Oh, man. I I suppose I better keep it because knowing me, I'll need it again at some point. But Oh, you never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we better get after it. Uh, we have racing action from uh, September the 8th all the way until Sunday, September the 11th. So let's just get started. Thursday, September 8th. Prelude to the Johnny Rivers City Speedway, Grand Forks, North Dakota. Yeah, the Johnny, uh, the the John Sites Memorial uh, kicks off uh, usually every Thursday before the weekend, uh, before that this last weekend, the Thursday, September eighth. Uh, the Prelude to the Johnny John Sites Memorial. Uh, One hundred fifty five cars showed up Thursday night for the annual kickoff for the fourteenth John Sites Memorial, which featured the NLRA Championship, which is. Uh, that's a big thing, you know. The NLRA late models are basically the showcase for that whole that whole thing. But they have four classes that always put on a lot of lot of lot of good work out there. Starting off the night, the Wolverine Justin Vogel, he took uh, the street uh, uh, took off on the street stock feature. He led the first lap lap, but uh, the race slowed right away when Cody Armstrong, Brian jo- Johansson, and Stony Crook got together in turn number four. Vogel jumped back out to the lead with uh, the redhead rebel Scott Bins, Andrew Hansen, and Kyle Dykoff in tow until Dan McNamee and Seth Klostrike got together in turn number one to bring out the second caution. The race was slowed again a lap after the restart when John Current, Kyle Anderson, Ryan Ulrich, and uh, Klostrike and, Cl- and Kruk and Armstrong all got together in turn at number three. After that, Dykoff went on the attack. Dykoff took the lead with uh, 10 laps remaining with Tucker Peterson following him into second. After a NASCAR caution with seven to go, um, I didn't know what happened. I was standing in the infield, and nobody knew what happened where I was at. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I wasn't where anything was happening So at that point. So, yeah, that's why I'm calling it a NASCAR caution. <laughs> Dykoff, Ban- banana peel, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Dykoff was able to hold Peterson at bay to score the win. Peterson finished second. Andrew Hansen finished in third. Kyle Dykoff, he's uh, the favorite to uh, win the Street Stock National Championship here this year in Wasota, and he has been putting on a pretty good show, including beating a guy who... The Wolverine, Justin Vogel, former champion himself. Mm. 
Uh, next up, Jory Exotic, Jory Berg, <laughs> took off from his pole position starting spot to take the lead in the Midwest Modified Feature. Five laps in, Aaron Blackla- Blacklance went around in turn number three. Berg took off again, but four laps later, the second yellow flew when Logan Salazar and Austin Hunter got together in turn number three. A lap later, it was Victoria Stutsky going around in the front on the front stretch. On the restart, uh, Reese Stenberg, he caught a piece of the infield tire coming out of turn number four, and he spun right into victory lane, bringing out the yellow as well. Uh, Berg took off again, and even a, after a yellow later with four to go, for Alex Johnson spinning it out in turn number one, couldn't slow him down. Uh, the leader of the Mustache Mafia himself led every lap of the Midwest mm. Modified Race to outrun Lance Schill and Dawson Zabel for the win. How does one get into the Mustache Mafia? I'm pretty sure he started it, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> how many how many folks are in the... Uh, well, I don't know if we're allowed to ask. I, All right, let's move on. <laughs> so uh, next it was the Modifieds, and this is probably one of the best best races I've seen in a Modified race out there ever at the River City Speedway, and that's tough to say. Uh, Tyler Peterson, he took off. He's a defending national champion in the Wissota Modifieds. Took off at the start, but he was under pressure immediately from the millennial farmer, Zach Johnson. Johnson uh, took... Uh, Took the lead on lap number six with all of his millions of uh, face or of uh, YouTube followers right behind him as well. Um, the race was slowed when Preston Carr absolutely piled the turn four tire, which uh, a lot of people hit this one. Now that I really think about it, and hmm. after watching it again, uh, yeah, they pi- he piled the turn four tire with 17 laps remaining. Peterson was able to regain the lead with 15 laps to go, but Johnson wasn't going anywhere. Johnson took back the lead with eight to go, and the hard fighting allowed Ryan Gerke to close on in. Rick Delane went off of turn number two, bringing out another caution with three laps to go, setting up a big finish. Gerke hopped up to the high lane on the restart, and Peterson dropped low. Peterson got a great run off the bottom lane, but Gerke held on for the win by point. Oh, five, seven seconds. That's Johnson close. Johnson finished in the third spot. Gerke getting the win. Peterson in second. It was a um, fantastic finish. I was jumping up and down. I was standing in the infield when that happened, and I was I was going absolutely nuts when that mm-hmm. when that happened. It was awesome. That's cool. Uh, a couple of cautions started out the late model made event. First caution on the original start happened when Scott Ward, Cole Schill, Joey Peterson, Brandon Fuller, and Ryan Corbett piled up in turn number one. Second caution came out when Dustin Strand cleaned out Blake, Blake Higginbottom in uh, turn number three. The, the rest of the race went incident-free, though. Brad Sang took the lead right away, and he made short work in, in uh, traffic by holding off uh, Don Shaw and Scott Ward for that win. And for the second year in a row, in just his second year in an L- NLRA late model, the champion was Mike Grasseth. Wow. The second year in a row in just his second year. He might have a feature in this sport, or like a future in this sport. Yeah, he, he might. He might. Uh, he seems, might be able to move on. Like, seems like he might be okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> he's a former uh, Wissota uh, national champion in the mod fours uh, back in the late early two thousands. I want to say, and he's oh. he's he's uh, raced a little bit of everything, from mini stocks to mod fours to. Uh, he raced modifieds for quite a while around this area, and then um, he 
jumped uh, up to the go kart uh, ranks out there. Okay. And raced against people like the Stevenator. Okay. Um, after I retired, he finally was able to move up into the <laughs> late the uh, go karts, and then he moved up into back into modifieds. Uh-huh. It moved down back into modifieds, and then moved up into the late models. And yeah, he's he's got a future in this sport. Wow. Give him something to drive, and he'll put it in the front. Two years in a row, he is the That's NLRA crazy. champion, which not a lot of people can say that they've ever done that, let sure. alone do it in their first two years doing it. That's nuts. All right, we're going to move on. Friday, September the 9th, Corn Cob Nationals, Buffalo River Speedway in Glendon, Minnesota. One of my favorite events of the year. It's uh, when you get free corn. Yeah. It's corn. Um, <laughs> Mr. Excitement Mike Hart started out the night in the Legends feature by uh, spinning out in turn number one at the beginning of the feature. Then it was just a couple days away after a month from uh, after his brother Sean rolled his car out at Red River Valley Speedway. Dylan Johnson, he took the lead in that car that his brother rolled uh, in the Legends after starting inside of row number two. But then Ben Lund- Lundquist found himself around in turn number four, bringing up the race's second caution just a lap after that. Hollywood Ty Wilkie, he moved up quickly up to second. But then Ryan Lewis spun out in turn number three to bring out the caution for the third time. Johnson and Wilkie broke away from the pack with Wilkie constantly applying applying pressure to Johnson. Johnson slipped out of the groove with uh, 13 laps to go, and Wilkie went right on by for the lead. But Elzada Bitker went around in turn number three, bringing out the third caution. Johnson again slipped up, and Wilkie was able to get by with seven laps remaining. And then Wilkie caught up to traffic, but a caution came out with just five laps to go, giving him some free air out there after Chris Free dropped off of the pace. On the restart, Taylor Sargent ended up facing backwards in turn number two, slowing the pack again, but Wilkie held on for the final five laps to get the win. The blind squirrel Scotty Richardson finished in second, and Johnson finished in the third spot. Matt Taves, a young uh, young kid coming up who uh, made the jump up from the go-kart division up into the Lightning Sprints. He took the lead on lap number one for the Lightning Sprints, led his first lap of his career. But he was quickly overtaken by Alex Trushinsky. Trushinsky was able to run away from the rest of the pack in the win by over five seconds over Katie Top 2 Kate Taves. <laughs> as I like to call her, because she usually ends up in the top two. Sure. And, and it, it doesn't matter where she starts. She's usually right there by the top two. Huh. And great kid. And that would be uh, Matt's older sister, Kate, of course. Okay. And, and then Dylan Langvin finished in the third spot. Uh, we uh, brought something out there we haven't had in, uh, well, since the 24 or five years that have been going out to Buffalo River Speedway. We had uh, non-wing sprint cars out there. So the Renegades non-wing sprint cars were up next. Zach Olson was the first leader of the night, but then Miles Tomlinson, uh, Monster Truck Miles Tomlinson, as he is known in the modified world, he took the uh, top spot on the next lap. Olson took it back two laps later, and with 11 laps to go, Olson lost the bite in the rear wheels and spun around in the front stretch right in front of the whole crowd. Uh, he did spin it back around, but he ended up uh, stalling the motor, so he had to get restarted. That handed the lead back to Tomlinson with Ken Haran and Jory Hughes rounding out the top three on the, on the next uh, restart. Ken Haran got a great restart and took the lead in uh, turns one and two. Haran eased his car around the inside of the track for the rest of the race to win over Hughes and Tomlinson. Then uh, after that, it was the crusher Justin Jones who took the lead on the first lap from the pole position and looked to walk away for the Sport Mod win. The caution came out on lap number three when Brandon Ferris found himself around in turn number three. 
Jones led Scott Jacobson, Rich Pavlicek, and 17 others back to green. Pavlicek was able to get the lead uh, uh, following uh, on the following lap on the top side. Pavlicek walked away from the field and caught lap traffic at the halfway point, but Jones started chopping away at that lead. Jones caught Pavlicek with six laps remaining. Jones split Pavlicek and a lap car of Mac McGrew in uh, turns number one and two with two laps to go to get the win over Pavlicek and Jacobson. And uh, it gets better with that whole class here (laughs) on the next day. Uh, Jeff Busby and David McIntyre got together in turns number three and four to bring out the caution without a lap in during the hobby stock feature. On the restart, it was Tyler Hayne leading lap number one. Now the following lap, though, Hayne spun in turn number four with Randy Randall making slight contact. Randall would be able to continue on, but Hayne could not. Uh, that would hand the lead over to Stone Cold, Brad Orvidal. Stone Cold. I got to do this right because I kind of gave him the nickname Stone Cold. Um, You've given a lot of nicknames, it sounds like. Uh, well, you know, I shouldn't say that I've totally given him that one, but I'm the one that sold it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I should I should jump back into one of those uh, moments where I can do an impression. Stone Cold Brad Orvidal. <laughs> Who is that? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> that's the best I can do right now, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. You know, now uh, it took you just a second to warm up, but yeah, now I got it. Uh, well, my we, voice is a little out. Is yeah. there some glass we can break in here? Hey, that's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I just cleaned all that out of my car after somebody broke that window up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you didn't even know about that? I don't think so. Oh, oh. Well, that just made it awkward. Yeah, somebody broke the window out of one of my cars. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, well, my car. So, yeah. But, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Is right. that getting close enough or not? Should I do the rest of this little read here? Oh, no, you got no, it now. Okay. Now you got it. Yeah, it started to hurt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold Brad Orvidal. <laughs> Chad Visser and uh, Randy Randall were rounding out the top number three. Chad Visser took the lead on the restart. As the field was uh, going three and four wide behind him with 13 laps to go, McIntyre went around just in front of the leaders for the third caution flag. Visser led the Blackjack Express, uh, Tim Church, and uh, 10th place starter Tim Otterness back to the green flag. Otterness <laughs> charging up from 10th. That was a pretty good run right there just to begin with to get up into the top three. But Otterness was able to get by Visser for the lead right away after that. Uh, Visser was able to make his way through traffic in the late stages to uh, come back to the uh, come home for the win, holding off Billy Heron and Chad Visser. We moved on to the modifieds where it was Cody Peterson. He led a highly contested lap number one, but Tyler Ha got by on the following lap. Hall was able to open a comfortable lead by the time that the, he caught traffic just before the halfway point. Hall was able to maneuver around traffic with ease, and that helped uh, put his name in the big check as Tyler Hall picked up the win on his wife Macy's birthday. Oh, nice. Cody Peterson finished in second, and Marcus Tomlinson finished in third. And then to wrap up the night, uh, we had Austin Raths, who led a jailbreak of short trackers on <laughs> lap number one. And it is crazy. It, you know, It's kind of fun that we let these guys race on a track that's already been used up. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, <laughs> these guys and girls, because uh, when they take off, it is legitimately a jailbreak. They're all over the track. Sure. And with the front-wheel drive cars, uh, they'll get out of shape but save it. Mm-hmm. Rear-wheel drive cars that we had also racing with them. Just all over the place. It just, yeah, it's uh, it's nuts. Uh, like 
uh, my good buddy um, uh, Ron Krug would say, it's like when they open the doors at Duffy's on St. Patty's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Austin Rafts, he led that jailbreak of short trackers on lap number one, but is overtaken by Brandon Hunter on lap number two. Three and four, four wide racing went on throughout the field until a big crash involving Gordon Hunter and Adrian Kubitz, along with Brandon Fletchock, Corbin Sarazen, and, Way- and Waylon Current brought up the red flag. Waylon Current got the whole rear end of the car knocked out. Um, and he was actually charging from pretty deep in the field right when that happened, too. He got hit so hard that it, it knocked the right rear tire off the car, and that wasn't what got hit. Wow. <laughs> it just He got hit, and then he got pushed into the wall, and the right rear tire went off, and that ended somewhere near Holly. And <laughs> Jeepers. So yeah. It, uh, he's all right, though. Yeah, all drivers were okay, which mm-hmm. is, was a great. Current's car was completely destroyed. Brandon Hunter was able to get his first ever win over Tristan Raths and Austin Raths. Uh, and the great story about Brandon Hunter getting the win, not only was it just his first win, he had his daughter there in Victory Lane with him who was a two-time cancer survivor. Oh, wow. And that was that that, that got me really misty right at sure, the end of the night. Sure. It, was, it was so wonderful out there. Yeah. And there's even more great stuff coming from Brandon Hunter in just a little bit. Ah, that's so cool. Well, you mentioned it. Uh, there, that was night number one. We had night number two, Saturday, September the tenth, Corncob Nationals, Buffalo River Speedway in Glendon. And I want to hear what's going on with these sport mods. You had well, a teaser there. This is one of the best races I've seen all year. Um, even with uh, the yellows that happened in it, and you know, this is going to be one of the longest. This is probably the longest recap I've written for the whole year too for for the victory <laughs> lap. But it's worth it. Adam Bowman, he led the first feature lap of the night in the sport mods and put a good gap on the field until Dean Preck brought out the yellow on uh, lap number four. Rich Pavlicek went to work on the inside lane on the restart, but Bowman was able to walk away on the top side. John Young then went off a turns number three and four right, right over by the party deck over there at Buffalo River Speedway. He brought up the caution with 13 laps to go. Pavlicek was on the attack again as the crusher Justin Jones snuck up to the top three with just 10 laps to go. Cammy Leadham and Dean Precht, they got together and spun out in turn number four to bring out the caution again for the third time. Then uh, Bowman had uh, just to get started, just got started to get a comfortable lead as the yellow flag came out again for Dean Precht going around in turn number one. On the restart, Pavlicek threw a slider, haymaker slider as I like to call it, and was able to take the race lead. Out of uh, in turns number one and two, Pavlicek and Jones then switched lanes, where Pavlicek normally he likes to run to the bottom. Uh, okay. He's we we used to call him Catfisher. That, that's um, his yeah. <laughs> bottom feeder. Yeah, bottom feeder. He's okay. uh, he's down in the bottom. It's, and it, the track's shorter down there. It is. Yeah. It, you know. You know. You're not wrong. Um, but you know, I, I I there's a good friend of mine, Kurt Keene, always says chicks dig guys that pass <laughs> on the high side. <laughs> <laughs> and I always agree with that. I tried to do that at the go-kart track, even though I, there, there was no chance of me doing that. Sure. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so Pavlicek and Jones switched lanes where Pavlicek went down to the bottom after that, and then Jones went up on the very top. All the way up to the top, as the Macho Man would say. <laughs> uh, Jones bombed the high side and was able to take the, get the lead for the last couple feet and by only .088 mm. seconds over Pavlicek with Bowman finishing in the third position. I, uh, I I didn't have much of a voice to begin with on that day, <laughs> but I blew up right at the end of it. And Shouted it, and it out. I, huh? I yelled out, I, I yelled out, and Jones steals it. And, yeah, I can't even do it right now. It, yeah, I yelled <laughs> out, Jones steals it right at the end. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was a fantastic race. Uh, after that, Jory Hughes... 
uh, was in the non-wing feature. He led the first uh, non-wing sprint car feature. He was he led the first lap, but then Zach Olson got by on lap number two. Olsen did a great job of making it through traffic and holding off Jory Hughes for the first 17 laps. But with three to go, Travis Case went off the backstretch, bringing out the first yellow flag. Olsen got a great restart, but Hughes was able to make it close. I mean, he was right on the tail tank of that uh, non-wing sprint car. Mm. Olsen held on for the win. His mom, I think, was even happier than he was. She (laughs) ran all the way out to victory lane, I think, before all the cars even got off the racetrack. Uh, Hughes finished in second. Chris Lewis finished in third. <laughs> and so, yeah, <laughs> Olsen becoming only the second non-wing sprint car winner to win out there since we have, well, the last 25 years. Okay. Uh, 22 legends came out next where Dylan Johnson again jumped out to the race lead in the opening lap with Richardson, Scotty Richardson hot on his heels. The two broke away from the pack quick, quickly caught lap traffic. Evan Hendrickson was able to track down Richardson and take over the second spot a lap before an incident in turn number three with between Richardson, Brasseth, Alex Brasseth, and Josh Wiest, which brought out the caution flag. It was Johnson leading them back to green with Hendrickson, Richardson, and Xander Bauer, along with Hollywood Ty Wilkie rounding out the top five with nine laps remaining. Hendrickson took the lead with six laps to go as Wilkie moved up into second. Hendrickson slipped up just a little bit, and Wilkie was able to capitalize on the mistake and sweep the Corn Cob Nationals with Hendrickson finishing in second and Richardson finishing finishing in third. Dexter DeVergston, one of the easiest names for me to ever say. <laughs> and spell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should see the rest of them. Uh, <laughs> it seems like the Lightning Sprints, I probably said this before, and I like all these guys. They're all great people. But, I mean, you're looking at the notes right now, and I, already I can tell you're trying to figure out how to pronounce most of these names. And, <laughs> I'll let you do that. And it's two sentences. <laughs> but Dexter DeVergston took the lead and never looked back in the Lightning Sprints. DeVergston made it around lap traffic without any trouble to get the win in a caution-free feature race over for the win over Dylan Langvin and Hayden Kempstead. So you're reading through that right now. I I'm am. looking. At, I'm looking yeah. at that. I got nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever I said, it was right. Let's. Yeah, I'm gonna we, we take. Should probably, we should probably sound clip that one. I'm gonna take your word for it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's not even. Yeah, there's a lot of Trushinskis. There's, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of people. They're all, like I said, they're all great people. It's just uh, their names are not easy to pronounce or spell. Um, then we moved on to the modifieds where Alan Bowman took the lead in the first lap. He quickly ran away from the field. Marcus Tomlinson, he broke away from the field and quickly caught Bowman. Uh, Tomlinson used his slower car as a pick on the fifth lap. Tomlinson's car worked anywhere he could put it as he negotiated traffic with ease until Brennan Borg and Adam Fisher spun in turn number one, bringing up the race's first yellow with nine laps to go. So that was about 11 laps in. Uh, Tyler Hall, he uh, jumped to the top two with seven to go, looking to uh, sweep and get his wife another birthday present. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bowman got by in the following lap. That allowed Tomlinson to get some breathing room down the final stretch as they dueled it out out there. Tomlinson cruised to the win over Bowman and Hall. Then the Hobby Stocks, they went fa- they went four wide for the lead on the opening lap with Chris Seidel coming out on top. Tim Otterness had other plans, though, as he took the lead in lap number two. Seidel and, and Scott Heron battled side-by-side side for the uh, runner-up spot for many laps until the caution flew for David McIntyre, who was spun in turn number two on uh, lap number six. Otterness and Heron took off for on the restart as Seidel got into a battle with Billy Heron. David McIntyre went, went around in uh, corner number four 
in the fourth corner, bringing out the yellow again with seven laps remaining, putting the father and son duo of Scott and Billy Heron on the trunk of Tim Otterness. Otterness had another great restart, but the race slowed again. When contact between Andrea Jacobson and Stone Cold Brad Orvidal to, brought out the uh, third caution, Chris Seidel he brought out the uh, brought out the caution with five to go. Uh, but again, Tim Otterness could not be denied as Otterness swept the weekend. Scott Heron finished in the second spot. Billy Heron finished in third. Otterness did donuts in victory lane, and, and <laughs> on the way out, uh, as he was doing it, he lost the big check off of his race car. <laughs> he what? You know the big check you know you get yeah. when you win. Yeah. Uh, is on these. He put it on the on the tr- or the <laughs> on the hood of his car, and he's you know whipping donuts around the infield. Yeah. And as he did that, and he took off, and all of a sudden it got air underneath it and flew right off of there. And he <laughs> saw it. And the best was watching him get out of his car, run over and grab it, put it back in his car sheepishly and then try to drive it back off the racetrack as the next feature race came out there which was the short trackers <laughs> he looked like happy gilmore putting it in the in the ba- <laughs> he's just, he's just like oh did i do that did anybody see that <laughs> i got a good laugh of it and i made sure everybody in the stands saw that that happened because <laughs> that's the way i am sometimes i guess uh, Waylon Current, he hopped into the previous night winners, uh, night's winner, Brandon Hunter's short tracker. Remember, Waylon Current got his car destroyed mm-hmm. the night before. Yep. Um, he also, uh, Waylon Current's car, I should have brought this up, it actually has the paint scheme on there, like the the uh, Chase Elliott Hooters paint scheme. Oh, okay. So it's a cool looking car. Brandon Hunter, uh, he, he won, he got his first win ever in any race at any track ever. So what does he do? Hands his car over to another driver mm-hmm. the next night. What a great guy <laughs> right there. I mean, that's that's really good. And, yeah, Waylon Current, like I said, he hopped in there and promptly took off with the, the race lead. Current uh, continued to put a whooping on the field as he started to lap cars with four laps to go out of the 12-lap main event. Kalen Honer got up to second and started to reel in Current but ran out of time as Current took the checkered flag for the win. Honer got second, Corbin Sarazen got third, and that wraps up your uh, Corn Cob Nationals. Woo! There was a lot going on there. Wow! I was there for all of it, and I don't know if I, I don't know if I saw all of it, but <laughs> I went back and watched it all again. Yeah, no, it was good stuff. Good stuff. We moved on to Sunday, September the 11th, the Forks Karting Speedway, North Dakota State Championships in Grand Forks. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, I, I get the chance to go up there and announce a couple of times a year, and I really appreciate it. They, they, I, I appreciate everybody that's up there at the Forks Karting Speedway, uh, and they're supporters of this show. They really love this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one and the and the uh, the the uh, the weekly one also that yeah. I do the the four minute one, and uh, they 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 love doing this. So of course I'm going to go up there and and yeah. do a do a show for them. Absolutely. Even if I could barely talk, I went up there and I gutted that <laughs> one out. Uh, Aiden Reynolds, he started off the night with a novice rookie win. Then it was Levi Wild winning in the rookie gas class. Uh, one of the things I also really like about this mm-hmm. is uh, seeing all the names of drivers that are in this that are like sons and grandsons or daughters and granddaughters of racers that I've seen race for a long time. So Aiden Reynolds, I know I've seen I've seen his dad race. I've seen Levi Wilde's dad race. I've seen Brody Graham's dad race, and you know all these all these yeah. kids coming up. The, the next the generation here. It's always awesome to see that, and uh, it's always awesome to see them getting their start. 
and knowing when they get into a car when someone says, oh, they're not, they're just getting everything you into to them. No, they've earned it. <laughs> they're driving. <laughs> they yeah. they got some seat time that you don't even know about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Brody Graham, he won in the junior ones. McKenna Rommeld, she won in the uh, junior twos. Eric Thompson, he started fifth in the senior medium class and he got the win. Then he started dead last in the master's class and guess how many carts he won? There he passed. How many? All of them. Every last one. Every single one of them. And he won by only .077 seconds <laughs> over Mike Witherell, who is one of the flagmen from the actual big track over at the River City oh, Speedway. Okay. So, yeah, that was that was a pretty awesome race. Uh, Ian Fitzsimmons, he won uh, next in the Junior 1 Yamaha class, and it was Charlie Good winning in the Junior 2 Yamahas. Uh, Dad Brian Good came out uh, next and won in the senior Yamahas. Then it was Blaine Barnes who won in the junior one wing carts, and Jersey Rosinski won in the junior two wing carts to round out the night. Blaine Barnes, uh, I always like to tell this story. Uh, he raced a couple of times out at the Red River Kart Club as well as racing out of the Forks Karting Speedway. And I saw him handing out a sticker to, I think, a relative of his. He had this like window sticker that had Blaine Barnes racing on it. And just a little... Little fella, and <laughs> and I made a comment over that uh, about that. He went back to his tr- his pits, came mm-hmm. back all the way all the way across the racetrack, all the way around, <laughs> and gave me a sticker. So ah. I'm yeah, I'm a Blaine Barnes fan. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, so. Where did you put it? Did you put it in your back window? Uh, I I actually have like a box full of them. Oh, okay. Uh, I just kind of keep, keep them ready. Sure, because you know you know want to put them on things and then end up. You know, lose them. Yeah, eventually. yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, we had World of Outlaws action. Uh, Outlaws. World of Outlaws. Outlaws. What's that? World of Outlaws action. I don't have any deals signed yet, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an outlaws. Uh, no, never heard of it. World of <laughs> Outlaws action. Thursday, September eighth, all the way through Saturday, September the tenth. Gold Cup Race of Champions, Silver Dollar Speedway in Chico, California. One of those tracks you can still play, I believe, on, like, actually, you can play on World of Outlaws Sprint Cars in the PlayStation 2. Ah, okay. I stunk at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thursday's action saw Kyle Larson winning over young, uh, young Ryan Timms, James McFadden, Brad Sweet, and Caleb uh, Caleb Henry. Since it was not an outlaw night, Donnie Shots and many of the other outlaws took that night off on Friday. It was Carson Macedo taking the win over Jacob Allen, Spencer Baston, Shane Golubic, and Ryan Bernal. Donnie Schatz, he, uh, he came out there that night and finished in the 11th spot. Then it was on Saturday night, the championship night. Jacob Allen was the champion over his teammate and cousin, Logan Schuhart. Carson Macedo finished uh, behind them. Then it was Shelton Hanshield and Brad Sweet running out the top five. Shots was a little bit better. He ended up finishing in the ninth spot. Uh, what's up next for them? The Tom Tarleton Classic. Keller Auto Speedway, Hanford, California, Friday, September 16th. And I think that's a racetrack that's actually on one of the old computer racing games. Oh, okay. Uh, the the rat bag games uh, that I think it might be either, I think it's I, it's Dirt Track Racing 1 or 2. I, I, I can't remember which one that was on, but I remember racing on it. Right? Really? Yeah, and I was good on that on on the computer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't remember that one, but uh, I, I got kicked off of a server once. But really, yeah, it was probably my fault. <laughs> All right, we had NASCAR action at Kansas. Bubba Wallace looking for his second career win in the Cup Series. His final time through three and four. He's gonna do it. 
Bubba Wallace wins at Kansas. Surprise the Bubba Wallace. Hey, Freddie. What's that going to say now, baby? Let's go! You know, you... What they gonna say now, baby? That audio is from NASCAR.com. Yeah, uh, Bubba Wallace. He did earn his uh, second win of the of his career on Sunday in Kansas. He became the uh, NASCAR record 18th different winner in one year. Uh, well, it's it's a tie right now. There is 18 wins is the tie for the uh, most number of wins. 18 is the record. They're they're looking to break that thing. Yes. And okay. Probably will. Um, I, I the way that they're rigging stuff to work. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, I'm not supposed to say that loud. <laughs> They're not really rigging every, anything. If they did, Bubba Wallace would win everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding again. Uh, no, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. would still be winning. Um, but, yeah, the second non-playoff driver to win in a row, which I think is fantastic for the, for this playoff system. Uh, his car owner, Denny Hamlin, finished in second. Not happy about it from what I heard. <laughs> oh, really? But, yeah, he wasn't too happy that he finished in the second spot, but... Uh, who does like uh, like his stroker? A said, "Screw second. Um, Christopher Bell finished in the third spot. Alex Bowman finished in fourth. Martin Truex Jr. finished in the fifth spot. He was the second uh, driver in the top five that wasn't in the playoffs. Your guy Ross Chastain he finished in seventh. My guy Ryan Blaney finished in ninth. Uh, Bell leads the points going into the third week. William Byron is ten points back. Hamlin is eleven points back. Joey Logano is eighteen points back, and Blaney is twenty-two points back to round out the top five. In that, they're going to go to uh, a place that uh, I hold near and dear to my heart. I've mm-hmm. I've, I've spent uh, probably a month of my life in the last two years out there. It, it, it's uh, Saturday, September twenty-fifth, Bristol, Tennessee. Is that a dirt? Dirt race this time, or are they not? Th- not this time. No, no, no. <laughs> they're uh, so going back to like the first race that I was talking about in the recaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Johnson, millennial farmer. Yeah, he actually was down there over uh, Labor Day weekend racing Crown Victorias with uh, this guy named Cletus McFarland, who is they basically combined between the two of them. I think there's probably about thirty million followers on YouTube. Wow, and. Uh, yeah, Cletus had a race where it was like 100 laps where they're driving Ford, Ford Crown Victorias all, the way, all around Bristol for like 100 laps. And he, he said uh, yeah, the modified that he, he drove has way more power. Really? <laughs> and I'm sitting there trying to compare notes with him because when I did the whole uh, track packing thing, and I was getting the car up to 90 miles an hour. I thought I was going 200 miles an hour around that place. <laughs> and then the corner was the corners were turning for me. Yeah. You know? Wow. <laughs> and, and Zach Johnson, a former multi-time national champion for Wissota, <laughs> he was like, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> but he did have fun. He did yeah. have fun in that one. But yeah, he, he had a great time out there. But yeah, they're going to be racing out of Bristol, Tennessee this weekend, uh, which, you know, the, the it's the Bristol night race. Yep. Uh, Any, anything can happen. You know, uh, yep. they have all these things around um, the moments mm-hmm. that they have out there uh, that have happened out there, and you can see so many times where Earnhardt spinning people out. <laughs> he did Earnhardt, not. Le- Earnhardt Labonte won. Earnhardt Labonte two. <laughs> then you got Dale Jr. <laughs> How many times he went out there? Uh, some of the great things that have happened out there. It, uh, such a lovely place. Yeah. I love going out there, and you know. I'll, it's beautiful all around that place. Mm-hmm. It's the birthplace of country music, <laughs> it, it, according to them. And you know, driving down State Street and everything, you get to drive right on the border mm-hmm. of 
Tennessee and Virginia, and it's just it, the people out there are awesome. Yeah, uh, they can't find a bad place in that area. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, probably my favorite race is the night race every year at, I, at Bristol. So I agree. It, I've won. I mean, I've always loved it since you know they put the lights out there. Yeah. All right, so that is Saturday, September 25th, the night race at Bristol. What else do we have coming up? Well, tonight is day number one of the Wasota 100 out at the I-94 Sure Step Speedway in Fergus Falls. Hornets and Pierce Stocks, it's their time to shine. They got a full show tonight that starts at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow, you have the Big Iron Bash out of the Red River Valley Speedway, the first time ever we're going to get to race during Big Iron, which uh, I think we've been trying since, well, the wheels are made of wood, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, ever since you know we opened, or we, I mean, the people that hired me sure. to uh, uh, run the racetrack, they've been trying to uh, get the Red River Valley Speedway to have a race during Big Iron for years. So yeah, tomorrow Wednesday it'll be the Big Iron Bash, uh, Red River Valley Speedway, Dakota Cat Mod Shootout will be a part of that too. So that's going to be a big, big race out there. Six p.m. start time in West Fargo. Okay. Also. Uh, day number two of the Wasota 100, 5 p.m. start time at the I-94 Sure Step Speedway in Fergus Falls. It's going to be lots, lots, and lots of racing out there. Uh, Thursday, September 15th, it'll be the Wasota 100 Race of Champions Night for the Midwest Modifieds. There's still going to be a lot of more uh, qualifiers as well, along with the street stocks for the Race of Champions and uh, Super Stocks. That starts at 5 p.m. Friday, September 16th. Wissota 100, Race of Champions Night for the Mod 4s, Late Models, and Modifieds. That starts at 5 o'clock, along with more qualifiers, too, as well. River, Spe- River City Speedway has the Blazing Challenge at 7 p.m. in Grand Forks. And then we move on to Saturday the 17th. It'll be uh, Buffalo River Speedway has an Enduro. Gates open at noon. Racing starts at 2 out in Glendon. Wissota 100 finals start at 5 p.m. I'm going to try to hit both. Woo! I'm going to work one. I'm going to try to report on the other. You got your helicopter ready to pick you up and take you there? It's uh, 60 miles. I think I can make it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then Sunday, September 18th, we got a regular night of racing out at the Buffalo River Speedway, but we've added stock cars mm. out there. The IMCA stock cars, which always put on a fantastic show. That starts at 6 p.m. on Sunday. Good times. All right. We still got a lot of racing to go yet, so that is... That is fun. Say, uh, you don't forget that you can check out Corey Litton every Friday morning at 640 with the KFGO Morning Crew. Uh, I won't forget. You won't forget. I well, won't forget. I, I hope you won't forget. But I'm I'm talking to everybody listening to this right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I almost I almost missed one of those shows. <laughs> but thankfully, I sent Doug all my notes, and he wrote read half of them on the air while I was calling in. Yes, sir. The checkers and wreckers, the fastest. I say five minutes, but you're saying four minutes in radio. Well, and if I give an extra minute, then people are happier. Yeah, that's true. Overtime checkers and wreckers. Overtime. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, like I said, uh, check out Corey Litton every Friday morning, 640 with the KFGO morning crew on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. So for Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap.